Hi, I'm Jayan Sriram and welcome to In Focus, the Hindu's analysis podcast. Thanks for joining us. In today's episode, we'll briefly discuss what's going on in the Gilgit-Baltistan region and why it's important and relevant for India, and also give you some historical context. Pakistan is moving to grant full statehood to Gilgit-Baltistan, which appears as the northernmost part of the country in its official map. When that happens, Gilgit-Baltistan will become the fifth province of Pakistan, although the region is claimed by India as part of the erstwhile princely state of Jammu and Kashmir, as it existed in 1947 at its accession to India. In fact, elections have also been held on November 15 that will pave the way for fuller political rights for the roughly 1.2 million residents of the region, though there have been protests recently over how these elections were conducted. For the most part in this episode, we'll discuss Gilgit-Baltistan in the context of our current geopolitical situation. And that's almost code these days of course for India's China situation and how the recent moves on Gilgit-Baltistan by Pakistan has implications for that. I'm joined today by the Hindu's national and diplomatic affairs editor Suhasini Haider. Suhasini, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for making time for us today. Thank you, Jan. It's always a pleasure. Right. Uh, so when we're discussing this issue, I think it's important to give our les- uh, give our listeners a sense of uh, context and a uh, sense of history. Now, when we're talking about Gilgit-Baltistan, we have to, I mean that we can go back uh, you know a long time, but I'll I'll leave that to you to uh, you know for the context of this uh, current discussion, how far back we go and um, what we can explain about why that region is important. Certainly and you know um the fact is that in India we tend to study these regions all as a part of Pakistan occupied Kashmir um but actually Gilgit Baltistan is a separate entity uh, or has become one um from uh, what uh, the Pakistan side calls Azad Jammu and Kashmir AJK which is of course Pakistan occupied Kashmir with its capital in Muzaffarabad um now the fact is that at partition the uh, the maharaja of jammu and kashmir and of course this is fairly well known acceded to india and he acceded the whole entire state of jammu and kashmir but of course he wasn't able to hand over much of it because um, because of the occupation by pakistan um and later after the 1962 india china war there was a part of that state aksai chin that was occupied by china as well um so if you were to look at what actually comprised the state of jammu and kashmir um there were essentially six parts to it uh, and uh, those were jammu kashmir ladakh and of course we these have been uh, these have come back into contention or uh, discussion in the last year since the government's new moves to turn jammu kashmir and ladakh into two union territories um but they were essentially these three distinct regions uh there is also then what is called uh, pok uh, or what pakistan calls azad kashmir and as far as india was concerned pok also included gilgit baltistan and then there was aksai chin 
Uh, now, Gilgit Baltistan is uh, is a separate area in the sense that the ethnicity of uh, the people there was always considered a little different from the rest of Kashmir. However, the British uh, uh, government handed over Gilgit Baltistan to the Dogra kings in the 1840s, really, in order to uh, for them to be governed as a part of Jammu and Kashmir. Um, what makes Gilgit Baltistan stand out? Remember, it uh, it is surrounded. Uh, on the one side by Xinjiang, a tip of it, um, uh, then to Afghanistan, and uh, certainly to Pakistan's what used to be called Northwestern Frontier Province, uh, which is now Khyber Pakhtunkhwa, as well as uh, the Kashmiri uh, side, both what is uh, uh, what is Jammu and Kashmir and what is uh, Pakistan-occupied Kashmir. So you're looking at all these various parts, but Gilgit Baltistan is, if you were to imagine uh, uh, the head of India, when you look at the map of India, Kikit Baldistan is sort of like the forehead uh, or the bit where you see some of it, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 listing, if you like, in one direction. Um, and, and the reason why it has over the years become more and more important is the fact that it is a link land between so many different areas. India has always maintained that Pakistan must give up all of Pakistan occupied Kashmir. But the recent moves by the Pakistani government uh, on Gilgit Baltistan, and we can talk about those, are essentially uh, give the impression that Islamabad is now not only planning to uh, to uh, to work to rework its relationship with what used to be called the federally administered northern areas it was called the northern areas they, it wasn't called gilgit baltistan before 2009 um, and and not just rework the relationship with gilgit baltistan but also actually to uh, to consolidate if you like its uh, establishment's control there Right. Uh, so let's just go back a little bit then. How, how was, what was the relationship prior to, um, you know, the current moves being made by Islamabad and 2009? Was, is this the first kind of uh, proper attempt to give it this, uh, you know, this, this official status of the fifth uh, province in uh, Pakistan? Well, certainly Pakistan has always, uh, has, has frequently alluded to the idea of uh, turning Gilgit-Baltistan into some kind of an autonomous province. Uh, but remember, Jayant, uh, Pakistan's initial promise to the people of uh, Pakistan-occupied Kashmir, which, as I said, um, is made up both by Gilgit-Baltistan as, well as, uh, uh, as well as what uh, Pakistan calls AJK, has always been, the promise has been that Pakistan is simply uh, helping administer these areas, that Pakistan is working towards, you know, freedom for Kashmir, or certainly for uh, for Kashmiris to be able to choose their uh, form of government and their uh, uh, their ability to um, uh, to have autonomy. Um, however, what we have seen since 2009 seems to be a move towards actually making Gilgit Baltistan into a proper province of Pakistan. Now, in 2009, um, the Pakistani government came up with what was called, um, in, a, in a sort of contradictory way, the Gilgit-Baltistan Empowerment and Self-Governance Order. And this essentially allowed the federal government in, pa in Pakistan, in Islamabad, uh, to show more control, to hold the elections over there, 
and and um, and and while Pakistan claimed that they were holding elections in order to um, you know in order to give more autonomy to the area, actually the elections were being held with political parties from the center, and it was very clear that. In in practice, if not in theory, Pakistan was beginning to treat Gilgit Baltistan as a a province with full control from Islamabad. Uh, now there are many reasons for why Pakistan began to make the move, uh, but then it held this this uh, recent election that they have uh, that they have held is actually the third election held in this last decade and over this period we've seen high court verdicts supreme court verdicts uh, in the case and essentially uh, ended with pakistan uh, deciding and, and the supreme court agreeing in 2019 uh, to allow the government in islamabad to make changes to the structure with gilgit baltistan which would allow really uh, pave the way if you like for a province uh, being built there. Now, what has happened in the last decade, obviously, is uh, uh, is threefold. One, uh, there is uh, the, the strengthening, if you like, of the Pakistani establishment and uh, its desire to, to control these areas more thoroughly, particularly given uh, the conflict with Afghanistan and in Afghanistan and all the rest of that. The second part has been India's own moves and particularly last year's move uh, to dilute Article 370, to reorganize the state uh, of Jammu Kashmir and Ladakh, essentially has given uh, those in power in Islamabad the idea that that perhaps uh, they need to uh, they, they need to make changes in the way they run these areas as well. And and this is something that they have been working on for the last decade. So they can't really blame India alone for it. Uh, the third, and this is now the most prominent part, is the influx of Chinese uh, investment into Gilgit-Baltistan. Remember, as I said, Gilgit-Baltistan borders Xinjiang province uh, and is uh, Pakistan's link to China. And um, uh, and 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 over the years, uh, China, and particularly after its Belt and Road Initiative. Uh, and its project, the China-Pakistan Economic Corridor, has uh, has begun to invest in several kinds of projects. Remember, in the in the 60s, uh, China built the Karakoram Highway, something India had objected to, which began right. to link Pakistan to China. Uh, since then, we've always heard about what's called the Daima Basha Dam, uh, which India has objected to, but uh, China is 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 constructing in this in this region. Uh, and now we're seeing a slew of Belt and Road Initiative projects that either are centered in Gilgit Baltistan or Gilgit Baltistan is the sort of conduit through which um, uh, you need to pass in order to get to these projects. In addition, in the last few years, one has also heard about uh, Chinese security forces being stationed to pr protect these projects. Uh, and, and there is a sense more and more that the Pakistani government is almost, you know, uh, uh, is preserving its control of Gilgit Baltistan in order to make it easier for China to make investments there. And it is for all these reasons that India has objected at every stage, not only to what Pakistan has done, but also to what uh, China is doing there. One of the big reasons why India walked out of the Belt and Road Initiative or refused to join the Belt and Road Initiative, it said, was because it didn't recognize India's territorial sovereignty uh, and uh, and essentially the sovereignty uh, or India's sovereignty over Gilgit-Baltistan. 
Right. And, um, you know, one reading of what's happening with uh, our, our own border situation with China is, you know, goes back to the statement that was made in parliament about Aksai Chin. And um, is there the suggestion now that what Pakistan is doing with Gilgit Baltistan uh, has much to do with uh, political pressure by China on giving the region a kind of uh, fixed political status? seems as if there is an understanding between Pakistan and China that if the China-Pakistan economic corridor is to grow, and remember Pakistan's economy is now so dependent on uh, the, the 50, 60 billion dollars promised uh, by China uh, for, uh, for this project, uh, then it is necessary to ensure the security and, uh, and really, you know, uh, foolproof that security from conflict on the outside, obviously, both of them meaning India. Uh, so when uh, the Chinese aggression in Ladakh happened this year, many uh, experts have suggested that one of the reasons that it was triggered off at this time was essentially because China is trying to broaden the Karakoram Highway, is trying to uh, consolidate its uh, infrastructure projects that go across, as you said, from Aksai Chin over, uh, but also the other side. Uh, that, where in Gilgit Baltistan, Chinese projects are being constructed. Uh, there is a there is a political pressure, as you said, in order to ensure that the government in Islamabad will have complete control. You know, one of the things is that in in this latest round of election, of course, the PTI, the ruling party, has come uh, is expected to form government uh, get with the help of some independents. Uh, and and Gilgit Baltistan, despite the the sort of uh, you know, Chimera, if you like, um, what India has called a complete sham of the elections being held in order to give people a voice there. In actual fact, it is just a way of consolidating power uh, by electing whoever comes to power in the center in Islamabad as well. Um, so, yes, in a sense, uh, there is a, a, there is a real concern that this is essentially about ensuring China does not get any, uh, does not have any kind of insecurity, does not feel a threat across these lines. Remember, the third part is that uh, these uh, these infrastructure projects, Gilgit-Baltistan neighbor, Xinjiang, which is uh, China's biggest concern, if you like, right now, uh, because of its own internal security issues. So this is an area that China would like to consolidate its control of. Yeah, and uh, let's just talk about uh, some long-term repercussions now. So with regard to our equations with China, um, assuming that this goes through, what should India be really watching out for? Well, you know, Jared, um, it's hard to look through a crystal ball and really tell where all of this is going. Remember, for one, since April, Chinese troops have been amassed at the line of actual control in Ladakh. And India has still, you know, the government is still essentially saying, we're not quite sure why China did this, but it seems to be becoming increasingly clear that what China is trying to do is um, reclaim, if you like, uh, or, or, or that's how it justifies it, but certainly claim land that is Indian territory, essentially because they say they have a historic claim on these areas. Uh, the fact that the Chinese troops have refused uh, so far, even though there are disengagement pro proposals in the air and are being discussed, so far we have not seen Chinese troops pull back. The fact that in many of these areas, uh, Chinese infrastructure has come in and that troops are settling in for the winter as well there seems to indicate that this is a situation that is still ongoing. India and China have not resolved it, and India will continue to, to face a threat from here. Uh, 
Um, so when you add to that Gilgit Baltistan and uh, Pakistan's uh, increasing desire to uh, to uh, establish control over the northern areas, as they were called, uh, as well as in Pakistan occupied Kashmir, it would seem that there is some kind of uh, uh, synergy and certainly some kind of coordinated effort between China and Pakistan. Uh, last last week when we heard about an increase in firing at the line of control, uh, we started hearing from defense experts as well, talking about the idea that India must prepare for a two-front war, um, or at least have the preparations in place for some kind of a two-front conflict, not assuming that they will have to deal with one without the other. How does Gilgit-Baltistan uh, sort of fall into this. It's essentially its geography, but it is also the fact that Gilgit-Baltistan has become an area of so much investment and as a result, you know, uh, the the attention from everyone. Um, and, and the fact that you have on the one side the U.S. pulling out of Afghanistan, uh, the future of this conflict will again uh, uh, perhaps uh, see, uh, see a greater focus on Gilgit-Baltistan here. Uh, so I think uh, India has to watch the situation very, very closely. Uh, the government has already put out a number of statements on Gilgit-Baltistan. They've said that essentially holding elections there is just a way for Pakistan to cover its, uh, its illegal occupation of the area. Um, but there is also a closer look at what is happening inside uh, uh, the area after the elections. We've seen uh, protests being carried out. We've seen the uh, the opposition parties in Pakistan accuse uh, the ruling PTI, Imran Khan's party, of rigging and bullying is what uh, they have spoken about. Um, so it does seem as if it's, it's not as settled uh, as, uh, you know, what you were asking about. It, it does seem as if there continues to be a restive situation over there. Um, but it is also equally so critical to future plans of China and uh, Pakistan in, in the region and their, uh, uh, and their future that I think we're going to hear much more about Gilgit-Baltistan than perhaps we have in the last few decades. And, um, and finally, just as far as India and Pakistan are concerned, there's such a big area of the map between uh, the two countries well, uh, you know, each country contesting these, uh, these regions. Um, given uh, India's dilution of Article 370 and Pakistan's um, move to bring, um, you know, Gilgit-Baltistan under political control, is that, you know, going forward, is it eventually going to sort of settle down into more uh, tangible claims on territory? You know, that's 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 a that's a real Pandora's box you're opening over there, Jen, because the truth is that on one side, what we're seeing uh, from the Modi government from New Delhi is a much more articulated claim over all of Jammu and Kashmir. Uh, the fact that the Home Minister said in Parliament after the 370 move that India plans to bring back each of these areas. The fact that an RSS leader spoke about uh, Gilgit-Baltistan and uh, POK in particular last week, uh, saying that, you know, uh, uh, India must regain these territories. The fact that the Ministry of External Affairs has become much more vocal about each incident inside uh, POK and Gilgit-Baltistan. Um, I think these are in a sense, pointing to the idea that India is ensuring that its claim over the entire state of Jammu and Kashmir is amplified. On the other hand, uh, Pakistan has been raising the issue at international fora of human rights violations, talking about Kashmir, holding these um, 
solidarity days with Kashmir inside the country. You know, this, uh, even a, an announcement that every Friday uh, government officials and others would stand for a minute uh, to show solidarity with uh, with Kashmiris. Um, these seem to indicate that Pakistan is getting ready to amplify its uh, not uh, uh, you know its uh, uh, claims as well as its uh, uh, its stated agenda of wanting more autonomy for uh, the people of, of Jammu and Kashmir. At a time when there is so much conflict between the two and their ambitions, I think what we're seeing is that the line of control between India and Pakistan is perhaps becoming even more important and another center of focus. Uh, and so the, the question is, when all this map making is going on, where India is uh, reasserting its maps, Pakistan has brought out new maps as well. Um, and and uh, we, we face the situation with China at the line of actual control as well, all over this particular region. Uh, the question is, Is are we headed for something which is a, a, a larger conflict or are we actually solidifying the lines that exist as of today? I think the next few years is what um, uh, is, is, is when these uh, issues will begin to see more salience, Jed. Uh, but it is, uh, you know, it is it is opening a Pandora's box at present. Right. OK, so Asni, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Thank you, Jen. Thanks always. Focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by the Hindu. We'll see you soon.